jazz age living. Old fashioned simple, pizzazz ain't missing. Got the fat cats kissing the top. Bring the old age back. What's cool? He's like, maybe what? I shouldn't now celebrate. Now, what is cool? <laughs> Unreal. Being the fast, and I always have thought that being the heavyweight champ in boxing is the coolest thing ever. But is this cooler to be the fastest man alive? That's a great question. Because I always thought the I am in the heaviest weight class and I destroy men for a living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty big. Mike mm-hmm. Tyson style. It's more, That's a big it's I'm, I'm talking Mike Tyson style, like fame. Not these bums lately. Well, Tyson Fury, though, he's amazing. But, like, I'm talking Mike Tyson-like level fame It's versus Usain Bolt. Would you rather have Mike Tyson-level fame? This guy's walking down the street. You're like, that's the baddest man ever. From a branding perspective, one is, like, alpha. One is athleticism. I think Usain gets the athlete. Like, he's literally sponsored by, like, Ferrari. Right. And that's yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah, sponsor, and, like, yeah. you know, yeah. yes. like, his brand is speed which is more than i don't know athletic like, like it's athleticism he's in commercials with like cheetahs right you know like prowling but intimidation fear power yeah alpha like i don't that's tough i did we didn't get bolt. your take what, what's your conor mcgregor take my mcgregor take yeah just real quick and then we'll get back yeah to real this. quick so i i think he defined the sport made the sport is responsible for for the sport, he can't compete at the highest level anymore. You think so? Yeah. I think it's like such like a, the sport is such a glory devastation. Like yeah. and there's no in the between, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. That I think. And the margins are close enough. To where, right. Yeah. I think everyone's like, oh, he's back. They, I've listened to a couple of pods on this. They talk about him in a way that's very strategic, right? They'll say he'll come out in the first round. He's phenomenal on his feet. He's a good striker. He has tons of power. He's loose cannon. He will try and finish you off in the first round or two, and people know that. So they're now strategizing. There's more variables that like the fighters can control now to try and protect against him, and he doesn't have certain aspects of the game developed to where mm. like he, no chance for him and Khabib. Poirier, I think realistically he did have a pretty good chance. I right? think so too. I think... Even though, look, Poirier definitely won round one. Yeah. But I just think it's not Connor like Connor is still a very, like, the way they were talking about him after that fight was so, like, infuriating to me. Yeah. It was like the guy went in with a shattered shin. Yeah. That shows yeah, yeah. you the warrior he is. Yes. He already had a broken he's, leg he's and throwing. was like, fuck it. I'm going in there. I said I was going to show point. up and I'm going in. And he's throwing it he's at full 100%. As hard as he can with a broken shin. So you're you seeing the, the warrior status of him. I think what gets lost is afterwards they're like, oh, Conor McGregor's toast. It's like you don't know anything about the UFC, him, yeah. mixed martial arts. To watch Stephen A. Smith say it too, I'm like, you've never, ever watched the sport outside of a few times you've, wa- you've hosted this show. Right. You've never trained in mixed martial arts. You have no idea what you're talking about. You're just yeah. talking out your ass right now. Yeah. Which is fine if he just prefaced it like that. But he talks like he's the foremost like voice yeah. on the MMA. Yeah, UFC is a new enough sport. There's not a lot of people who know really anything about it. But when you do hear the experts talk about it, they give insight at a phenomenal level. Chael Sonnen, great insight. I'm just going to give this out to the people. Chael Sonnen, 
Joe Rogan. Yep, Joe Rogan. Um, Cormier? Cormier, 100%. Oh, Cormier is one of the best. Because he's a commentator And anybody yeah. who is coming to Michael Bisbing has a has podcast. Fought. Michael Bisbing has a podcast. He yeah. knows everything about MMA. Uh, George St. Pierre. Well, has a yeah, podcast he, and he, he com- does have a podcast. He's got a podcast. Oh, he I didn't comments know that. on nice. all the fights. He he's the best fighter of all time. He's 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 in that discussion with like John Jones and like some of those guys. Khabib. The best of it's all like time. him, Khabib, John Jones. Okay. Yeah. Um I was gonna segue back. Okay, so Michael Phelps is commenting on all the swimming performances. Great. The level of detail yes. that he gives. So there was a race, <clears throat> it was the two hundred meter fly, I'm pretty sure. And he was saying the swimmer was going to take it out incredibly fast because that's his style. And then he was saying, watch his hips. His hips will sink coming home and he's going to lose speed. And wow. if he, he has this margin, he's good. If he has that margin, he's not good. It it played out exactly Perfectly. <laughs> to that, right? And then that's what you need. Like you said, and, somebody who's been at that level. Right. Phelps is like he's got a, you know— narrow shoulder stroke. He doesn't have a gallop. His hips are blah, blah, blah. And coming off the wall, he's X, Y, Z. Right. And you're like, that makes a ton of sense. And Mike Tirico's like, thanks for the insight. Now let's go to, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's my, that's my whole point. Like you watch (laughs) Joe Rogan on an MMA fight and he's giving you the, the, and, and DC. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, see, what's happening here is he needs to get his elbow here, but he's like breaking down jujitsu. Whereas then, after Conor McGregor beat Cowboy Cerrone in like 10 seconds, Stephen A is like, Oh, come on, you couldn't last more than 10 seconds in there, you fucking idiot. Like, basically, that was the right. tone, right? Right. And it's like, you don't understand the, the devastation of a the, shoulder the- to the nose. Oh. And that doesn't mean that Cowboy Cerrone is not a great fighter. Right. The, this the is strategy, a the risks in the that game. were taken to throw certain maneuvers, punches, kicks. It's like the everything only involved. sport where you mess up a slight fraction and you're fucking done. Right. NBA, LeBron airballs a three. There's the next play. That's, that's There's what makes, the next play. That's a good point. I'm that's, back to being the king if I dunk it the next time. In MMA, you get touched on the wrong part of the chin. You are knocked out, and everyone is now saying he's done. It's like Conor McGregor is one of the best MMA fighters of all time. Okay? Watch all of the film. He's not done if he doesn't want to be done. He's only 32. Oh, he's, he's coming back. Yeah. He's, he's only he's 32, okay? People fight till they're 36, 37, sometimes 40. He doesn't need to do that. But if you're him, you got to prove it. 40 one, is older than gotta he is. You got to prove it mm-hmm. one more time, I think, for him. You got to come back and say, that's it. I realize that I might not be the same after, so, so after this. So after, who does he fight? Who does he fight, though? So here's who, one who does Nate he fight. Diaz, one more time. So he, he would have to add weight because Nate yeah, Diaz is up a weight class. That's fine. But people would respect it. That, They'd be like, Nate yeah. Diaz three if he knocks him out. And Nate Diaz is not the same guy. So that's, that's the weird thing with Connor is he's had such a peak in the sport. He'll never get back to that peak. But you also don't want to go out on like four out of five losses. Four out of five or the, right. whatever I mean, the most or, recent. Or he could just fight some, some random person. Everyone's yeah. going to watch Connor no matter what. And yeah. he could brand it as 
this is my two. Well, he, and here's the, the problem with that is if you lose to that guy, then it is it's it's almost better to be like I'm going back at Dustin because then if he loses again, you're like Dustin is an amazing fighter, right? But if he loses it to someone lesser than, then you're like, oh, he might actually be done. And here's the dynamic that's interesting as well. Everybody wants to fight Connor because it's a payday. Yes. So how do you actually unwind from a fighting style from a matchup perspective who he should fight if he's trying to close out his legacy get back to the top whatever his objectives are the money and the associated energy build up all that stuff kind of mixes in with that right so there's he's he's fighting on a number of levels from a marketing perspective what i would do if i was him and say he's already doing it he's an expert marketer i went in with a broken shin the x-rays prove that. I now have a metal leg, right? Kind of go Terminator brand. Yeah. I'm going to fight Dustin one more time because I don't count that last one as a loss because I broke my leg yeah. and I would have won in the second round. You, you can frame it as, hey, he was beating me in the first round, but like, yeah, I, I had I actually figured I out what he was in. doing. I right. knew exactly how to handle myself. Right. My leg was broken. I had many more rounds. I was coming at him. Then if you beat him... Then you can say, look, I've proven this is the best guy in the division. Right. right. I have nothing to gain, everything nothing, to lose, right. and I still beat the guy mm-hmm. who is— That's when you don't accept any of the other fights. You go Floyd Mayweather and you fight the Paul Brothers. No, no, you no, fight- no, 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 no. You say, my last fight before I do all the clown shit, which he will do, he oh, will fight he Jake will Paul. he will print yeah, money. He will do that. But— before he does that, if I'm him and I want to really solidify myself as, like, I can sit with myself, right? If he beats Dustin Poirier, I would then say one last shout-out, and I'm going to go after you nonstop until you fight me is Khabib. Because that's the only way to completely save legacy. He, goes, he says, you won't come back to be 30-0. and 0. That's a great number to be. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Khabib is yeah. currently at 29. You say, you won't come back to be 30 and 0, blah, blah, blah. You can only submit. And if he if he wins first Dustin versus knockout, you can be like, I don't count submissions yeah. as knockouts. And you're a scared little rat, again, his like brand, that will not come fight me again because you know what's going to happen. And I think that will itch at Khabib until like eight months down, and he keeps doing it over, I, over, I wish, over. and I'm hopeful for that. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it happens. Khabib. Well, that's like the that's like the blueprint for like, and this would like take like at least three to four years right. to happen. And then and then if he beats Khabib, he can go into the sunset. Say I am. He could even say, "I'm the best. I beat the best. I'm the best." Right? Yeah. And then he could do like retire for a couple of years, come back fight whoever the next clown is that wants to, you know, that has a big Instagram following. Right. And that's I, it. I'm and then he and then he wins at life if he does that. So that's what everybody wants because from a sport perspective, he's clearly the face. He made the sport. Yeah. So like Dana White, Joe Rogan, like anybody associated with it wants him to succeed because that's what's best. I don't think he has a chance to fight Khabib. Really? Well, no. you just think Khabib's done. 
I think yeah, Khabib well, is done. done. He, just like I have only chosen way, not to fight ever again. Yeah, the only way that Khabib would come out of retirement is one, he has to get his mother's blessing. And right. he's come out and said this, right? He's like, one, go my mother has mother. to tell me to go. Yeah, no, go seriously. No, like, like, and Connor would. Connor, Connor would. And he would. If I'm he Connor, would. I'm like, how do I get him to come out? And again, this is all dependent on if he's got to be Dustin Poirier, he's like fucking the man and almost beat Khabib. Only. Yeah. Only and, guy and will be ever, heavily favored against Connor for the next guy however to, long they fight. Yeah, only guy to ever take Khabib into the later rounds, and you're well, like, Poirier, I don't know where yeah. he's going. You know, is Poirier. So that shows how amazing he is at fighting. He beats if he beats him, then if he just keeps saying, "Oh, your mommy won't let you," you know, whatever the yeah, line yeah. is, come he, and he'll fight have the, the angle. king. Right, he'll find the angle. I bet you the mom even starts to be like, go fuck him up. Yeah, Just I don't one know. More part, time, part of me fantasizes about Dagestani culture, Dagestani. I don't know how you say it. And how right. like they just literally give zero fucks. They don't care about money. Have don't care about money. Their entire lives. Fighting is culture. Fighting yeah. is life to them. And they're like this loud Irish guy who has his whiskey who brand lost. that makes money. Who, who lost, lost like what? Like yeah. what? This is just an echo in my, I don't know. You think I, they're just like, he's a clown. And like their culture is like, we don't associate with clowns. It, it, yeah, I think the only thing that gets Khabib to fight again is some hyper compelling new emerging fighter who redefines the sport. And because Khabib is convinced that he's the best of all time. Yeah. It's a pretty good argument pretty, for pretty him. Pretty good argument. Because pretty at least argument. John Jones, you would say John Jones, right? Because, but the thing is, Khabib has never even had a fight Whereas John Jones, the last couple of fights, you're like, wait, Dominic Reyes almost beat you. Right. He didn't. John Jones has like the flashy, the size, the he was he he grew with the sport. Like he's got all these interesting, compelling storylines. Khabib was fighting when the sport was mature, and he fought a number of different people that had different styles, and he he just one by one, just methodically, like he didn't really ever have a close fight. No, the from one that was supposed to be close was Justin Gaethje, and that was like complete domination from right. step one. Right. So I'll give that to Connor. I, I, he at least went four rounds with him. I, I I hope I hope somebody can get him to come out of retirement because I mean Dana White wants everybody wants it. Sean, how old is he? <laughs> Khabib. 29, 30? Yeah, he's the baby's age. <laughs> oh, he's 32. He's 32. 32. He's 32. 32. Okay, so here's the crazy thing about the UFC, though, is there are fighters who have peaked in their late 30s. Yeah. Um, name a couple. Name it. Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. You're right. Uh, Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah, he had he had a bunch of big head kicks when he was later in life. Who else? Um, George St. Pierre. I guess you could say Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Okay, what was I listening Remember, to? Remember, Brock Lesnar came, came in and he won the heavyweight championship, which is one of the most impressive things I think that to ever be done. He, Guy's he, been wrestling in the WWE his that's entire what life. Say. That's what I big, remember big him from. Guy, obviously, like a galoot. Yeah. That's what I remember him from. Yeah, was a world class Olympic wrestler, by the way, at Minnesota. But it's like to come in and be like, <clears> okay, <throat> I've been doing this fake shit for ten years. Now I'm gonna I'm actually ready. gonna try and fight. That's insane. I haven't actually been hit in 10 years. Right. But I'm going to win. And he did. He's maybe one of the most compelling athletes in my entire life. Yeah. He played for the Minnesota Vikings. That's right. Right. Like he went for him. 
He went he to training on, camp he and he got thrown camp. out because he was fighting people. He went to training <laughs> he camp. He could have yeah. played for them. Right, right. It wasn't a matter of are you like I think he was like a lineman or something. Yeah, you're right. Two, there's a story that I was recently, recently listening to where he went into a gym and was working out. And apparently the whole gym just shut down because people wanted to watch him. And the dude doesn't work out on like a normal. He doesn't like train in a way that like Olympians or like a Conor McGregor trains, right? The yeah. dude just like is a freak of nature, walks around, talks shit, is huge, <laughs> and backs it up. And moves iron. In this weird way. Yeah. Yeah. I he's mean, amazing. I, he's one of a kind. He's awesome. Got anything else? Keep going. Let's keep going. I was going to. I was going to say like because we could split it. Is it? Is, is it too? Is it time to talk about? Time to talk about the Cubs. You know what, John? Do you know about the Cubs? So I'm not a baseball guy. Me neither. I can. I can talk about the Cubs. I just know they're. I just know that they've like broken it apart. I know people if have gone. All right, talk, all right. I, I just don't know let's, anything. Let's give about it. Let's give it some respect. Give it five we're, in, we're in Chicago. Give it five people minutes. love the. Sh- yeah. People love the Cubs. Cubs are cool. They just sold off every asset they had. Right. It's. I mean, from a competitive perspective, baseball is like there's 150, however many games. Like, who cares who wins on one day and loses right. on the next day? Baseball as a sport is kind of interesting, just because. It's ingrained in American culture, but nobody really gives a shit anymore about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's... I, I think amongst, amongst our generation and below in particular, not a lot of baseball love. It's all going to, like you said, I, I think it goes to other sports. I don't know if there's a lot of people who are like crazy about the MLB, the way well, maybe like... It's a social activity, right? It's or, fun to go to a ball game, and but I, like, I, I, do you I, care who wins? <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I just went to and I saw... His you were last just there. game. You were just there. I saw Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant's last yeah. game. I did see, see some Bias. stuff of him leaving Wrigley and fans came up and were like emotional and crying and like Yeah, we were at the stuff. we were at the Reds game and we uh were in the bleacher seats. But by the way, at night, outside of the sun, there's no better seats than the bleachers. I mean yeah. none. I mean like I was talking, I went with Patrick and Busker and I was like, why? Do we ever sit over there? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can see the balls. <laughs> I can see the strikes. We got a chance for a home run. Bleacher All culture. The, bleacher, yeah, bleacher culture. Everyone's having a fun time. Uh, I will say this, though. We were making the beer snake. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, oh, stop that. Stop. They frown upon the beer snake. Stop it, please. Stop. Why? Because it promotes drinking, which you do at a at a fucking baseball game. Anyways, then in the bottom of the ninth, they're jacking up home runs. They're not going to come back. But, you know, we're just like having fun. High five and not acting like anything out of the normal other than a home run. Security guy comes up to us. He's like, all right, calm down, calm down. I'm like, bro. You need to get the fuck out of here because I'm not going to calm down. A home run just came into the stands. Yeah. We technically have a chance to come back, and I'm at a baseball game having fun. You're fighting I'm like, that's it. I'm going battle. to the White Sox. I'm going to the White Sox. Yeah, what, what was that about? The Cubs are so lame now. And, no, and, and by the way, now that they've sold the entire team, it's like, what, what the fuck are you going to do? Like, I mean, I guess this would be a good time to get some season tickets. I agree. 
And merch. And merch. Get some swag yeah. going. Swag up. Swag yeah. up. Buy low. <laughs> we should definitely go to more Bleachers night Cubs games. I like it. It's a lot of fun. Hot guy summer. Hot guy summer, <laughs> dude. Yeah. A lot of, lot of Lollapalooza girls up in them bleachers, dog. The, uh, 18 and up, just like Sun Lee or whoever her name is. <laughs> What's her name? You got it. Yeah, she's 18. I looked it up. <laughs> sure. Don't worry. Just in case we meet. Which is like the, the back month. half of the career for a gymnast. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> she's on the downslide at this point. Um, yeah, I, I, that, I think that's all I really have to say, too. It's just it's kind of disappointing uh, to see the team that – I saw having moved here in 2016 right. win, the, win the World Series and what that Which meant. was the most compelling storyline in sports in 20... They won in 2015 or 16? 2016, I think it would have been. Look it up. What, whatever look it up. team I think it was that was, it I'll was look it up. the okay. greatest sports championship. It was 100 whatever years between them, like the curse, the, everything associated with yeah. it. You could not give it... Yeah a crap about right. sports and you were like, wow, this is kind of cool. This, this is kind of cool. Yeah. That's what made me want to game seven. I'll, I'll not yeah. that completely. Obviously there are many different factors. I'm not a complete simpleton, but that's one of the reasons I moved to Chicago, dude. I visited during that run and I was like, this place is electric. Amazing. Amazing. Game seven. Right. Extra innings, I think too. Well, I was it here was, when they're in the NLCS versus the Dodgers. There was there. Here's what happened. I, I mean, hooking up this. with Erica's little sister, Britain, didn't. I mean, it didn't hurt the sitch. <laughs> I know you were waiting for me to not say it, but I have to. She's super hot. Anyways, John, she's has- got a she's got a boyfriend now. Moving on, John. <laughs> here's what happened. There was a weather delay. Do you guys remember this now? So yes. There was a weather yes, delay in like was. the seventh or eighth inning or something yes. like that, which pushed it back by an hour, hour and a half. And then there was this huge concern because it was game seven about who can pitch because you yes. can't as a pitcher, oh, yeah. as a pitcher, you can't just stop pitching for an hour and then keep pitching, right? Like you either, you warm it up, on you pitch, off. and then you go on ice. So they were like, well, in the bullpen, you know, the Cubs have so-and-so, I think it was the Indians was the other team. Indians, yep. yep, yep. Um, well, they're the Guardians now, John. The Guardians, <laughs> excuse me. God, I'm incensed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it ended at what one thirty two a.m. Eastern time. I was in Atlanta at the time. Yeah, good times. Anyways, yeah. Chicago sports it came back. Amazing sports town. R.I.P. Cubs. R.I.P. Cubs. Rebuild, yeah, re- rebuild. rebuild the Cubs. Yeah, I guess. Rebuild. Do you bring back David Ross as the manager? I don't know. I feel like that was like a hey, bring the gang back together. Maybe they can figure it out this year. Unless you just think David Ross is a good manager. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. So. I don't want to comment too much. We're just on humble it. fans. Yeah. We'll learn more. We'll, we'll learn, learn more. more. We'll learn more. Well, I watch, it's, it's, I it's watch baseball one out. It's in worth the playoffs. talking about. It's worth talking about. Yeah. What? Do you watch? I mean, I watch it in the playoffs. I do enjoy a good playoff base, uh, baseball game. It's got to be game six, game seven for me. Yeah. World Series. Oh, really? Yeah. Even World it's, Series. It's, it's, it's that excited. bad. Yeah. Even if it was the Braves or the Cubs? Oh, yeah. I mean, I could be on the team and I wouldn't get up. <laughs> I wouldn't be watching the game. Game six, game seven. Yeah, John be that guy like taping like the match to their feet. I'm building like, sandcastles like, oh, in the, the outfield. I'm the guy on the team. 
I'm the prankster. <laughs> Let me know when it's time to go in. <laughs> just a fat piece of dip in my lip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Whatever. I'm gonna be on the Yankees. Yeah, I'm on a 12 year contract. <laughs> right. Paying me. Who cares? Yeah. Um. Do you want to uh, do a quick NFL preview? Yeah. Okay. Kansas City, hit us, hit us with it. I'll do Baltimore and Chicago. <laughs> All right. So Kansas City. My honest to God take is they are about to go scorched earth yeah. on the NFL. Me too. Oh, I think they will too. So here are a few of the dynamics. One offensive line went from in the Super Bowl, which is what everybody will remember, arguably the worst offense. If you run that line out in the NFL, it's one of the worst in the NFL to probably a top five traded for Orlando Franklin Jr. Yeah. Baller left tackle. Mm-hmm. Joe Tooney. One of the best guards in football, left yeah. guard. Center, Creed Humphrey, OU, right. baller. Right guard, a couple different options. Right tackle, Mike Remmers. So, like, now it's, like, legitimately a top 5 line. Yeah. You bring back all your wide receivers minus Sammy Watkins, who's a walking hamstring tear. Well, Sean thought that was their wide receiver one. X-Bill. X-Bill. Yeah. He's, he's incredible if he's, if he's healthy. You hear that, Adam? Well, he's a wide receiver one, apparently. We had another Kansas City fan on, and uh, it was right before the Super Bowl. And Sean was just doing the research online. And for some reason, the Kansas City Chiefs do list Sammy Watkins as WR1. Like on the depth chart. <laughs> they do. And and Sean was just like, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, if Sammy Watkins, you know, their their primary wide receiver comes out. I'm like, wait, what? Tyree Kill, brother, or the Pringle guy? <laughs> Byron Pringle, my boy. Yeah. Is he uh, still yeah. on the team? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Keep going. So, they know, so that's the offense. Defense, they bring everybody back, add a couple pieces. Um, and I, I think their perspective... And this is shared because Mahomes, Kelsey, like the top guys are all active on social media. They're all doing interviews. They're, they're all best friends and everything. They're, they're pissed. And they're like, we're not getting the respect we deserve. Right. Hmm. You're D Ford's offsides penalty from three straight Super Bowls. And you have the perspective of... The last Super Bowl, though, was like, it was over, dude. Like, just because oh, your yeah, it wasn't close. so bad. It wasn't close, yeah. yeah. And it, it, and it, 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 like it wasn't just years prior it wasn't just when the O-line. Tom Brady got intercepted. Right. It right. wasn't just the O-line. You had wide receivers dropping balls. It, it was a mm-hmm. it's bad game. No denying Like the that. one throw Mahomes did from the ground. Literally could have been a like, hit like Daryl Williams Incredible in the pass. face mask. Incredible. Right, and he dropped it. I bet on the Chiefs. Uh, they're going to go fucking, scorched earth. Fucking idiot. <laughs> the question is, do they go 20-0 and 0 or do they go? No way. Absolutely no way. You don't they're, think so? They're talking about it. And so here's here's what could crater the season. If Tyreek Hill gets injured, we have no wide receivers behind him. And it's like, all right, so that well, changes everything. Y- yeah, I guess. Unless, well, I mean, unless, uh, what so do you b- feel b- about behind like him, Hardman you've got or Pringle? Or, Hardman, or, right. who had a better rookie year than sophomore year and really is, the only thing that he's proven is that he's ex- Extraordinarily fast. <laughs> Let's break it down here, dude. First games versus the Browns. That's a losable game. Second games versus the Ravens. We start Third off, games versus we the Chargers. Hot. I've got, dude. They don't have an easy. Schedule. If you think they're going undefeated, you're Say on. It. You're on another Say planet. It. You've got zero and three. No, no. I just, think, <laughs> I just think one of those games they lose. I, I'm a big Justin Herbert guy, though. Yeah, Justin Herbert's incredible. No, I think they go scorched earth. I think more realistically than 20-0, 
is they cakewalk into the playoffs, one seed. They are hyper-focused throughout the playoffs, just burn, bend over opponent after opponent. Right, except for the in Bills the NFC, on October 10th. Yeah, the, the Bucks return everyone, and so everybody's going to, like, yeah. the standard reply and answer is going to be like, well, they beat you 31-9, to 9 and they return everyone, so they're clearly the favorites. That's not true. You guys have an offensive line. It's the most important thing in, in football. Uh, there's whatever it is the the standard take on that is wrong and so uh, in the nfc i'm less afraid of them than i am the 49ers i think Mm. um the packers are kind of interesting i think i mean it's i'm not afraid of anybody in the afc i mean you play the packers on november 7th this is kind of a tough schedule cowboys on november 21st i'll be at that game you oh, will. awesome. Yeah, I'm going to the Cowboys game. Damn, Bro- nice. Brother-in-law's big Cowboys fan, and he knows. He's like, I know I'm going to be hurt, but I want to go to Arrowhead. Have to be there, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're oh, before Thanksgiving. Oh, after, like, some bachelor party or something? No, 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 no. We, no, he he, he knows they're going to get bent over. Spanked. As a, as a Cowboys? Oh, oh he's yeah. a Cowboys fan. He's a Cowboys fan. fan. I'm like, what? I was like, really? <laughs> I was yeah, like, no, I don't we're, know. We're going back to Kansas City for sure Thanksgiving. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. With Dak coming back, they're, they're a wild put card. Up points, they could, they could win. Points. They could win six games. They could win yeah. thirteen games. They're Cowboys, a total wild yeah. card. Yeah, wild card this year. I agree. All right, that's that's the Chiefs. I'll pass it off. Okay, you go with Bills. Not a lot of off-season news for the Bills besides taking Mitch Trubisky off of Adam's hands in cool. Chicago yeah. as a with backup. Mitch. Yeah, backs backup. up Josh Allen. Yeah, yep. You didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. I didn't know that. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of kind of. I, I don't. I, He's I, a gr- he'd be a great backup. Great, great, great for backup. God forbid he has to play, but yeah, great, great backup. Uh, all things considered, I, I'm really excited about. It. I think the Bills started getting some swagger last year, especially with the improvement from two years ago to last year that Josh Allen made. Yeah, uh, in the quarterback spot, really starting to mature. And I think if that trajectory continues, they take the AFC East. I don't see them getting past the Chiefs, of course, uh, but I think that. The, the most compelling part of Buffalo is going to be, have they made any either headspace, cultural, or coaching adjustments on defense? Because they really were allowed a lot of second half points last year. And I think that where they were either losing games or having games get close or having Josh Allen and the O have to get really Herculean with their efforts were in late second halves when the other team was just getting through a fatigued and I think kind of... Un- understaffed secondary and defense. Yeah. So, by the, by the way, just quick quick update. Sammy Watkins is on the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, so you'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> WR1 on the Ravens. And WR1. <laughs> so, so quick head on the Bills. Not a lot of changes on offense. Excited to see Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen continue to work together and mature. Uh, I, n- not, not a lot of drama there, but I think the defense really has to bring it along. Um, what, what were the key changes? But look, you got to play the Steelers, Dolphins. Who who knows? Who what are the Dolphins going to do this year? Who knows? Um, but then you got a pretty. They have well, the Amish the rifle. Chiefs. They have the Amish rifle again, right? No, Tua, dude. You think they're going to start Tua? Yeah, yeah, it's done. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh on yeah, the Washington that's right. That's right. He, he got traded to Washington. That's right. I keep forgetting. Best keep football forgetting. team in the world. I keep forgetting. Um, By the way, should the Washington football? They should just keep that name. To me, it's a at, cool name. At, at this point, yeah. people love it. They just let it ride. Yeah, what are they going to call themselves? Anything they call themselves is going to be like, God damn it, we should have just kept the Washington football team. 
Yeah. So they're they're drafting. You don't have they a, have the right energy a, with that team with Ryan Fitzpatrick to just right. be like, you know what? Fuck it. It's yeah. the football team. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I know. And they can get away with it. You uh the Bill schedule is not that hard. No. To be honest. No. Yeah, I mean, look at this look at this run right here. Jags, Jets, Colts. Carson West just got injured today. Saints, who's their quarterback? Pats. No one knows. Pats, what, Mac Jones? And then Bucks, but that's a, I mean, come that's on, like all of November, and then Panthers, Patriots again. I, th- I think Falcons you guys are shooing. You guys are shooing to the playoffs. Oh, it's I gonna be so. so easy. I hope so. I hope so. Um, o- only real big acquisitions and moves were were line. They they, they signed Bug Howard on t- tight end, but I think the rest was otherwise just kind of rearranging the offensive line, pieces the in and line. out. Yeah, yeah, pieces in and out. Exactly. Uh, how about Baltimore? I'll break it down. Wait a second. What do you think about Cole Beasley refusing to get the COVID vaccine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's I've always just kind of enjoyed it. Oh, you got Emmanuel Sanders. For, for an anti-vaxxer, his take is actually somewhat sane. Yeah. Well, hit us with the take. What's the take? Well, his take is we don't know the long-term effects. Right. Okay. Makes sense. And his take is not that he's actually an anti-vaxxer. It's that he doesn't want to be told like in a guided way what to do. He wants to individually assess the credibility of it, which is a reasonable thing to do. Right. He's not a microchip guy. From my perspective, he (laughs) should individually (laughs) assess and get to, I should probably take the vaccine. Right. Right. I I think that's where the data should lead him. So Um, he's, he's, he's been like run over the coals. comes in this room. Would you tell him to take the vaccine? Yeah. Moderna. Wait, 100%. wait, wait. Which I got one. one. Moderna I got or one. Pfizer. Which one? Moderna or Pfizer. Okay. Yeah. He's been raked over the coals, if you will. Hey, <laughs> bring it in. Uh, yeah. I yeah. Talk, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, I think that, you know. At, well, and how I'm Cole Beasley. Explain to me why the COVID vaccine is, is, is the good decision, especially for an NFL player. I think that you don't know shit, bro. I, I'm sorry. I'm being called Bleed for, Beasley for, 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 for. I mean, I have to. I have to act like him. I, I mean, if if you want, if you want to get high seeds in the playoffs, if you want to get to a point where your guys are in the best position to win and really make a run against the Chiefs, you can't afford to forfeit games. And if you're forfeiting games, and because COVID will impact this season. And COVID will impact the season, and you're up in everyone's grill. Every day at camp, every day training, in the film room, right. uh, every week on Sunday. And I, I just, do you really want to be the guy that people point to and go, oh, this was the chink in the armor? Not that the COVID right. vaccine is bulletproof, but do you want to be the guy that's going to be the chink in the armor for the team and then you forfeit? It only takes one game. He's a good player. It only takes too, one game. And he's thing. a good player. We don't want to lose you on the lineup. He did a really good job last year. I mean, he had, what, 90-something catches? And four concussions. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> no, not really. I'm like, <laughs> like well, I can time, see it. He's a tiny little guy. Bottom line, he's a good player. and He's a great player. I, I feel like this is one of the situations where you're making a decision for the guys around you as much as for yourself and for the franchise as much yeah. as for yourself. If, and for you better, have to... For better, for worse. For better, for worse, he's become the face of it. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think my... my per, and this, is, this is me projecting my values onto him is if you're going to be a part of a unit and part of a team, you have to act in the best interest of the team, not in your questioning of the science or that sort of thing, especially given the degree of safety we have proven now. A billion people across the world are vaccinated. A billion. You know, I was looking at the chart the other day. Can I have one high noon? Yeah. Thank you. And then we'll react to music. But I wanted to touch on this. I was watching the, I was looking at the chart the other day. And it was like, um, oh, the chart, John. Um, (laughs) It was a chart about all the vaccinations. 
Okay. In the, the United States. And it was like, it was like Democrats, 90%, Republicans, 57 And I'm, then there's a lot of breakouts from I know there. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. The interesting thought I had was, do you think if Donald Trump won, it would be reversed? Because I remember Joe Biden and Kamala on, on video saying, oh, I'm not sure I'll take it. You know, because Trump is the Trump vaccine so you, you at that think point. It, Trump wins in 2020, and you think Republicans are the vaccinated? Right. It's like the the Do you think dynamic you think is reversed. No, you don't think so. No. Even if Trump's like out there, like I got the vaccine stronger than ever. No, I, I think I think the science and academia are ingrained with, for better or for worse, like liberal progressive culture, and so like. The CDC, which is aligned to Emory, which is in Atlanta, traditionally a conservative state, but is the most liberal institution yeah. in the Southeast. So, I, no, I, I think if Trump wins from a federal mm-hmm. perspective, he's like, it's over. It's fine. It's done. We're done. Don't You don't need to, you know, if you want to get vaccinated, great. If you want to mask up, great. That's, you know, there's, there's way less like overbearing advice and guidance, right. but no. I, I, what do you think? I, I think both parties are less vaccinated. Less vaccinated? Yes, I, I completely disagree. I compl- I agree to an extent, but I think it's like Republicans is close to like 70. Yeah. Whereas like Democrats is closer to like 70. Interesting. I, yeah, I, I think mean, maybe a the numbers, lower maybe the numbers change because a they're bit. like, that's the Trump vaccine. What's he doing to it? He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I think, I think, and then yeah. the Republicans would be you're, like, you're, oh, I want to be like Trump. He got the vaccine. I think the percentage bumps. I really you do. are starting mm-hmm. to see prominent Republican leaders, mayors, governors, whatever it is, yes. start to call out people as like, don't mm-hmm. be dumb. Yeah. Take the vaccine. Like the governor of Alabama, as an example, was like, Let's not be dumb. Go get the vaccine. Right. Like, let's not be the poster child for ignorance slash, you know, whatever it is. I think that's because they're going to get punished in the midterms. I think that the Republicans realize that they don't start getting a lot more serious about vaccinations, that they're going to get crushed in the, mid- in the midterms. And Which when is, is that coming up this January? It'll be, I believe, so I'm, I'm of the I'm of the, the perspective the that COVID is going to make a huge comeback this winter, and whether that's just rolling through unvaccinated people, or I think there's mixed reviews on if people you know who have the vaccine can get it and share whatever. Well, like we're still you, figuring they that can, out for sure, right? What, which, they can for sure. Like vaccinated people can get the whatever the variant is, or even just COVID. Do they even know if it's the variant when oh, they're coming in? So this is this is a great question. So we are we have not yet. We're not on a massive scale yet determining if someone who's been vaccinated and is found to be COVID positive, if it is Delta variant or not. That is an additional assay beyond just the nasal PCR that you would get to diagnose you with COVID. The vast majority- So they can't tell whether you have the Delta variant. uh, With the initial COVID test, the vast majority of those people who are getting it uh, are having COVID, or I'm sorry, who are getting COVID are doing so through the Delta variant. What, what, what is happening is doctors are being contacted, primary care doctors, hospital doctors, after their patients have been found to be COVID positives by the state, the Illinois Department of Public Health saying, hey, we're going to ask you to enter this additional order because we're trying to Got find it. out epidemiologically if this is Delta variant. Now, that may or may not be reported. So there's like a selection bias 
potentially going on. It'd be potentially going on for sure. But but the majority of those have been shown to be Delta variant. So yeah. uh, against Alpha, Beta, uh, UK variant, uh, 95% res- um, protection still holding for, against serious disease. Yeah. Now only about si- mid 60s percent. Yeah, it's like with Delta vaccine still works. It still still works. What's happening to the people coming in? They're just sick, not dying. They're, they're they're usually mild to moderate illness, not severe illness. And lest we forget, I mean, your annual flu vaccine, that's only about 40 to 50% effective. 50% is a great year. Yeah. A great year for a flu vaccine is 50%. Right. Yeah. Okay. So and, we're still beating that. Hot take, the flu vaccine is not politicized in any way. Hot take. Wait, so you're saying it's coming back, but I, I, I want to get an answer here, okay? What's we the, shouldn't what's the freak out. What's the question? I don't want to get shut down again. Oh. That can't happen. Well, that that's a different question because that's an emotional question. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the the original reason for lockdowns was what? To not overwhelm the hospitals. healthcare system and health, yes. health right. hospitals. Got smooth it. the curve. Smooth, yeah, flatten the curve, smooth the curve. Just but but the if, curve, yeah. if what we learn is that, sure, there are now 100,000 new cases of COVID in Illinois alone, but all of those are mild to moderate illness where people can stay at home and are not going to be hospitalized. Previously right. vaccinated. Yeah, right. it's right. like, right. Then deal fine. with it. Then deal fine. with it. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean like, yes, it's uncomfortable. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. So it just depends on, it's not so much what are the numbers, but what is the severity of the illness and what resources are being utilized to treat those people. But so if that happens, if I'm the Washington Post or if I'm a major media news outlet, I'm going to see that and I'm going to try and push a narrative one way or the other. Right. And like, that's, that's where in the, that's where we are. The, the, I know that it's, it's tough. Well, the Washington post should not be a for-profit company. Why not? Because when you Huge are for, can of worms before, because when you're a for-profit company, you're always going to choose whatever is the most right. viral. So it doesn't really like, and I mean that in a way of like, going to catch the eyes. No, it's, it's f- fear porn. It's right. what, right. Dri- what right. drives views, clicks. So therefore, anything you read in the news, and I can't stress this enough, anything you read <laughs> on the front page of the news mm-hmm. is fake. To an extent. To an extent. I agree. I agree. To an extent, it has an agenda. It's, it's the warped version of whatever it is. It's going to be like, oh, you know, the Delta variant, right? You, Even you, though we you just get facts and bullet points, right. and then how do you turn that into something that will generate interest? Right. And so what I'm saying yeah. is the for-profit model will always choose the most get people riled up headline. I'm glad you explained. Yeah. It. I, I agree because if if you don't, some other outlet does, and then they take they take market share. They take the money. So the and and that's why I think there's there's a real disappointment amongst the healthcare community or those of us who just kind of want, to your point, John, facts first, editorialization, commentary later, is because the outlets that we have historically looked to for facts, for just data, have flip-flopped so much. The CDC, the Departments of Public Health, I mean, these groups, they've really not been consistent in their messaging. And so what are we left with this uncertainty? And so when you get a strong narrative in one direction from a for-profit news company, you buy into it. And if, if the agenda there is fear-mongering or something to sell, then w- are we making decisions off of science or making decisions off of fear and emotion? And that's where the trouble is. And that's and that's where I think that the, the political angle comes in. Yeah. And no, no politician wants to be seen for having done nothing during COVID or when cases were rising, so you didn't lock down. Right. 
How could you do I that? I feel like that would like you'd look good now. I mean, if you if you're gonna look at politics, I feel like DeSantis is like the one killing it. Actually, yeah. Even though <laughs> huge he's state like approval the ratings. crazy guy, huge right? State approval but I ratings. bet you he's got huge approval ratings versus our our our, I think, our girl Lori. And maybe that's election bias, but well, yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, people have their politicians have their brand, their takes. It's incredibly hard to change your take as right. a politician, right? So like DeSantis oh, yeah. has always been the and there's no COVID here, yeah, like, fuck. or it, yeah. there might it might be here, but we're not going to do shit about it. Yeah. And now it looks good, right? Right. Um, but in the scheme of what that means for society, if COVID continues to ebb and flow, people just move to whatever their perspective COVID opinion exactly. is, right? So it's like, if I think it's fake and personal story here that I'm not going to share a ton of details on, but. Within my family, I have certain family members who are guiding their children to go to colleges in states that have certain COVID approaches and saying, basically, you should only apply Texas. Okay. So Texas is basically, you know, no masks, no vaccine if you want to, but like, you'll be fine. Yeah. Which family members? just, Just let it ride. Yeah, which, yeah, let's call them out. Um, (laughs) Which cousin is this? (laughs) But people are making life decisions that will impact decades of their life, Mm -hmm. i.e. which school you go to. And this specific person could get into Harvard, MIT, Stanford, wherever they wanted to go. And it's, you are only going to apply to schools that are in states that have this specific. And it's partially a political lean, but like this COVID stance, because you should not be told to wear a mask. And that's, that is a really interesting dynamic. I, I love that take. Regardless of which side you're on, like you are, you are making a decision that will impact decades of your life based off of approaches on a state level totally. and a university level of where you should go to school. That's happening. Demographics becomes destiny. Um, and the, the financial impacts that this creates for states long-term is going to be a huge deal. It's interesting in a way because we're starting to see also that uh, where you live, where you go, and all those downstream second, third, fourth order consequences is kind of this equal blend of an individual's risk tolerance and then where they want to be. So you're almost ending up with setups that are either risk tolerant informed um, or, or, or not for that matter. So people who just want to who believe in zeroism, we need a world where there's zero COVID might be very much in favor of living in a state where they're, they know we're going to get a lockdown because that's going to be great, whether or not lockdowns work versus those who say like, look, it's going to be part of our society. It's going to end up like a common cold. We, we are willing to make the trade-off of deaths for the afflicted mm-hmm. people for the preservation of life in a certain way. And that that is an, I don't even know if it's an ethical question, but it's a decision that people are making one way or the other way, and they're aligning with other people who are making the decision in the same way as them. Florida, Texas, the opposite is California, West Coast. Exactly. Right? Like, there's probably not a right or wrong, an- wrong answer. It's your approach to address it. I think the only, I think the only wrong answer, if I can be so bold, and I, I think we still need to, we, this will be an evolving scenario. So by the time we submit this episode, it might already be out of date. But I think the only wrong answer is to create a unified national lockdown policy. Uh, and I think that the administration we have now is probably of greater likelihood to say federally, we are going to lock down travel, states, right. whatever it happens to be, versus the previous administration, which 
takes away that choice and which takes away that ability to make those decisions. Uh, and some people would say like, that's just what we need as a country because we want to get to zeroism. If that's your goal, then okay, maybe fine. But I, I personally disagree with what that means for individual freedom. And I think that that's going to be a very interesting conversation if these numbers really start taking off. Yeah. Agreed. Can you check the where we're at recording wise uh, here? Battery and film. Yeah. yeah. Just like how many minutes we have sure. left on that? Because I know we were like, I think I had two hours, so I, I definitely want to. Uh... Battery is sixty-three That's good. Twenty minutes. Okay, let's do some let's do some music videos, dude. Right. I wanted to go so so much further with that, but since we only have twenty minutes. Let's react. Let me some, some exclusive <laughs> content later. All right, so uh, we've got we got two kind of on deck here for us. Okay. Uh, the first is a song from Billy Eilish's new album. Yeah, let's do that one first. Can, John, can we can we set let's set some context? For, yeah, for the listeners, please. So Billy Eilish, I mean, <laughs> cranking out second. I think this is her second album coming out. I don't know. It's it's at least her second because it's new album. Yeah. Um. Absolutely one of a kind, one of one. She's changing the game. Insane voice. Next oh. time you take edibles slash cook your brownies, <laughs> listen to some Billie Eilish. I'll tell you what. And your life will I'll be changed. I'll listen to her in Croatia. How about that? I'll wake up, I'll listen to her. Uh, so this is her. Because I'll be on drugs. This is her new. <laughs> <laughs> so she just dropped a new album yesterday. New album yesterday. We're, we're going we're gonna to take a look. Yeah. Billie Eilish. And what's this one called? Happier Than Ever. All right, let's get some. I'm going to call bullshit on that early. <laughs> on the title? Billy doesn't scream happier than ever <laughs> like my girl Olivia. Now, now the, right, exactly. Ugh. Now, the last time we were able to get a video in 1440p, let's see if that's still available to us. I don't know. No, just no, 1080p. 1080s. Normani gives it to us in 1440. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. You're familiar with Normani? Sounds like an Italian. We'll shoot. watch. Well, well, yes, in many ways. We'll uh, we'll watch. <laughs> we'll watch her. She's beautiful. After this. If you're an alien, you don't know what decade this this is from. Yes. Phone cord to prove it. Great Gatsby vibes. Maybe it's the landline. Billie Eilish has the ability to create <laughs> more sound breadth and depth with the lowest amount of mouth or lip movement of right. anybody I've ever seen. This has got like Agreed. a majorly like um, 1950s, like mm -hmm. uh, I'm in like a speakeasy. Stick. Well, no. When was, when was Prohibition? Uh, 1920s, I think. Thank you. 20s, yeah. 30s. It's got a 1920s vibe when I was in Prohibition. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like got like, uh, I love it. 
I really do. It's uh, it's okay. my my husband went off to war. Right. Yes. Vibe. Right. Stereographs playing in the background. The turntable. Right. And only she could pull this off. Right. Like you can't give this to anyone else. predictions there's like a water running out of the ceiling what could that be my initial thought is this song is not going to be played at Lollapalooza (laughs) (laughs) well the lyrics are you do the opposite of what you said you'd do and I'd end up more afraid don't say it isn't fair you clearly weren't aware that you made me miserable so if you really want to know and then this getting into the chorus of when I'm away from you I'm happier than ever she is a sad person. She's, sad she's too much sad. Is this a message she's leaving? Is this a voicemail she's leaving someone? I guess I haven't even thought about it. I'm just like like vibing with it. Like it's like um, it's part of that movie where Owen Wilson goes back in time, Midnight, Midnight uh, in Paris. Midnight in Paris. Yeah. This is what the, he's kind of like, walking like along. in the intro of Midnight in Paris. Like I expect this song to be playing. I'm there's the water. Wish I could explain it better. I wish it wasn't true. This is horror movie stuff. Yeah. She's not afraid. Or is she? Now, here we go. You called me again, drunk in the bends, driving home under the influence. You scared me to death, but I'm wasting my breath, cause you only listen to your fucking friends. I don't relate to you. about to tear up (laughs) to be honest oh my gosh yeah i I thought it was going with the vibe the entire time i thought i literally thought she was gonna well look i don't listen to (laughs) i don't 
I don't listen. <laughs> that is unbelievable. I don't, I don't listen to much Billie Eilish, but I thought the whole vibe of the song was going in that first first verse and a half. We were so wrong. And dude, she fucking kills it. Hit us right with those there. lyrics. Yeah, hit us with those lyrics. Yeah, she said, uh, um, "You you call me again, drunk in your bends, driving home under the influence. You scared me to death, but I'm wasting my breath because you only listen to your fucking friends." That's good. It's a good line. I, I like this part too. Um, I don't relate to you, no, because I never treat me this shitty. You'd you made me, me hate, hate this city. city. Dude, girls, the, girls are on another level, okay? So they are. Someone breaks shout up out, with me. Shout I'm out like, to girls. I'm going, <laughs> hey, I'm going to Lollapalooza. <laughs> I'm going to find one of them 18-year-olds in the short shorts that the dad didn't see go out of the house. She's going to like me. She's going to be like, you want to come to the Foo Fighters? I'm going to say, sure, let's go. <laughs> Girls that get broken up, they're on the rooftop in a fucking flood being like, They're processing what's going on. We just blindly move forward. Well, you gotta move forward, Address Sean. Don them. Draper style. <laughs> there is no past. There's only forward. John's been marinating on his thoughts for about the last three minutes. <laughs> we need to hear when? <laughs> when do you have a song that starts off for a solid minute, minute oh, and a half, oh, yeah. and then just punches you in the face. <laughs> right. You're like, oh, I'm in I'm in, that is uh, why Billy is, in Paris. That is why Billy is Billy. Yeah, yeah I can't believe I made that I had never statement. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm in Midnight in Paris. And then it's like, I'm like, damn, she killed it. She absolutely killed it. And like, is that why Billie Eilish is Billie Eilish right I, I, now? It has to be. Uh, I had never heard that song. That was absolutely be. incredible. Make, Sorry, hey, never, never heard the song. Never, never watched this one. Pulling, pulling the transition out of that to this element of like catharsis is just so cool to watch. Wow. Right. Cool. Um, we got to keep going. We got more time. Yeah, we got the last verse here. This could absolutely be at Lollapalooza. So I, I've, Good I've got a, I've got a segue here. I love the end too. It's like so dirty and raw. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys watch Outer Banks season one Netflix? Yeah, I didn't. I went to. Okay, so <laughs> I, I, Outer Banks <laughs> I put is it on the queue. Of course, <laughs> Outer Banks is the OC. It's like the modern oh. reinvention of like nice drama, right? <laughs> right. Phenomenal. Lauren or Elsie. That, that 
sounds like it's the anthem of the Outer Banks, which season two just dropped this week. Oh. I haven't started it, haven't watched it. Oh, I haven't seen it either. But I yeah, like the, I like first season. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Right, right after I watch How to Train Your Tyrant, Adam. How to Train Your Tyrant. <laughs> yeah, I'm now listen to you, I'm going to tell you. I'm definitely watching that. Damn, I don't think we have enough time for another, to be honest. You want to save it? Yeah, let's nah. just do it next time. You want to we can it? make money next time. Who gives a fuck? Um, great song by Billie Eilish. Damn, that was good. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. I think she's going to be successful as an artist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> roll the dice on, on this limb. one. I still, I still stick to my point. It's like, you know, girls, it's like they turn into the Joker after you break up I wish up I with felt them. that Guys strongly like, about I anything. Know, I don't know. Whatever. With swiping right. I wish I felt that strongly about anything in my life. Right. Oh, I know. Right. I wish like, I loved my family that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Could you write a song oh about my anything gosh, like that? No. Oh, no. Good for her. Good Man, for her. All right. Fantastic. Hey, I'm going to actually, we're going to split this into two episodes. John. Yeah. And uh, great episode, DJ John. Super fun. DJ John. Be sure to check us out on Patreon. Patreon. We're on there now. You can be a producer of the show. I've made that available to you. You just have to pay me a lot of money. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're going to go out to, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I had one. I, I again wanted Kanye West to come out with his album. Didn't happen. You got one? Hot Girl Summer. Megan the Stallion. Donda? Megan the Stallion. Donda? It's going to be it's it's too gonna, old? It's going to be copyright. Oh. Without the reaction, it's going to get pulled down. Oh, or I, muted. I don't have anything then. We'll find something. We'll find something. Find we'll something. go Rio Peterson. Maybe we'll have Bro a... Brochen. I, Bro Brochen has a new album. He does? Yeah. All right. I'll post it from there. Thank you. Great episode 46. John, thanks for joining. See you next Lock time. It in. Peace.
Yeah.